Welcome to the Catch the Fire Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by this message. Good morning. Well, I am so honored to have this opportunity and to be sharing on a topic that I am so passionate about, missions. So yeah, my name is Sana, I'm from Jersey, and I'm the Catch the Fire Global Director of Missions. I've been in full-time missions and ministry for the last 11 years, and I'm just getting started. So I wanted to start by saying that you are so deeply loved that Jesus died on the cross for you. Never become numb to that. This is the gospel, that you are so deeply loved that Jesus endured the cross with the joy that was set before him. But the reality is that there are 3.2 billion unreached people around the world that have never heard this and will live and die without hearing this unless someone tells them. According to statistics, 70% of Christians do not know the fact that there are billions of people unreached. Even more troubling, only 29% of Christians believe that reaching the unreached around the world is a very urgent task. So in this scenario, the Great Commission in itself is fading from the Christian consciousness, with only 17% of churchgoers claiming to have heard and remember what the Great Commission is all about, with even less than 10% of the emerging generation having any recollection of this crucial mission. The urgency of the Great Commission is underlined in Romans 10.14, which reminds us that we cannot call on the name of Jesus for salvation if we've never heard about him. So the responsibility to share this message falls on those that already know about him, which is us. So that these statistics do not apply in this room. The Great Commission is the final charge given by Jesus to his disciples. And it is the call that is mentioned in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. So if you want to turn with me to Matthew 28, 18. This is the Great Commission. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples by sharing the good news. So what is the the simple gospel? What is the good news that we proclaim to live by? Really simply put, It's creation, it's the fall of man, it's judgment, it's the cross, and it's the promise of eternal life. And you can really easily share this with people around you. You can go up to someone and be like, did you know that the Lord created the heavens and the earth? But not only that, he created this beautiful world, he created this beautiful nation that we live in, but even more importantly, he created you. And he created you with a value and a purpose and a calling and an identity However, we all fall short of the glory of God because we sin and we make mistakes. And because we sin and because we make those mistakes, we deserve judgment. We deserve deserve to go to hell for eternity. But God loves you way too much to leave you in that place. So he sent Jesus to come to earth to die on the cross so that you could be forgiven. So when when he raised from the dead, you raised from the dead with him. And then when we give our yes to Jesus and give our lives to Jesus, we get to go to heaven for eternity with the eternal inheritance that is awaiting us. This is the simple gospel. 
This is the good news. This is the great news. The simple gospel is the most powerful story in history. Practice sharing the gospel. Read the scriptures. Let the words change your life. Let the good news mark you and transform you and ask the Holy Spirit to continue to give you revelation about the gospel message. I want to be clear that this is for all of us. This, the Great Commission, is for all of us. It's not something that only the evangelists are called to do. It is something that we are all called to do. We are all called to go. But you get to be you. You get to use the God-given gifts that the Lord has given you and show him that you are willing to go, that you are willing to say, here am I, send me. And if you can't physically go, then you get to go through your giving or sowing some seeds, whatever the amount. Missions is not a department. Missions is a lifestyle. And we have got to adopt that culture of missions. So why do we share the gospel? Well, most importantly, because Jesus told us to in the Great Commission. He didn't say, oh, you know, if you fancy it, or if you're feeling confident enough, or if you're in the right mood, or, you know, if you're feeling really equipped and ready, or if you've got some free time, or only on a Sunday, then maybe go and make some disciples. No, he says, go. He turned to your neighbor and say, we've got to go. Because we are so, (laughs) Justin's running out the room, (laughs) because we are so blessed that we have already received this gift. We already have received the gift of salvation and eternal life because of what Jesus paid on the cross. And each one of us has a story. Each one of us have testimonies of God's faithfulness. And I know that you do because you're sitting in this room right now. Each one of us has a beautiful, unique calling, but we are all called to go so that the name of Jesus can be made known in every nation, tribe, and tongue. You don't need to go to just Africa to do missions. You can do it right here. The Lord can show you people right here to reach. Because for all of us, we need to go to our neighbor. For some of us, that's our hometown. It's our nine to five job. It's a local coffee shop. It's being a witness in the secular world. It's supporting, financially supporting those on the field. And for other people, it is to go to the unreached corners of the earth and to distant nations and unfamiliar cultures. But why? Because the reality is too many people have not heard the gospel message. Too many people haven't had their hearts filled with the hope of Jesus and encountered the Holy Spirit and don't know that the Father loves them. This is why we must go. But the biggest reason why is because Jesus said so. In Mark 16 verse 15, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. These were the last words that Jesus said before he went up to heaven. So the very last thing that Jesus told us on earth was to go and preach the gospel to all the nations. This must mean that it's important. In Mark 16, verse 20, it says, Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. We then see in the book of Acts how wildly fruitful this was. The church was birthed, the Holy Spirit fell, and so many people came to the Lord. We're not being sent out alone. 
Jesus in that passage says, go, but then it says the Lord worked with them. And the point of being a gospel sharing community is that we get to do this together. We get to do this as the body of Christ and not alone. So step out of the boat and God will give you the ability to walk on water. If you're sitting here and thinking to yourself, for whatever reason, nope, sorry, Santa, this isn't for me. (laughs) I'm ready to go. I'm not an evangelist. Like, God can't use me. I don't have much to give. Like, I've got too much fear of man. Believe me, I have been there. If you told me 10 years ago that, first of all, the little shy girl from Jersey, a little British island, would be, first of all, standing here, I'd be like, absolutely not. But then if you had told me that I would have gone to crazy wild places in the world and slept on a roof in the middle of the Himalayas or in a hammock in the jungle in the Amazon or done some of the crazy things that I've done for the gospel, I would have been like, sorry, mate, wrong girl, absolutely not. So I want to encourage you and challenge you today that like, give God your yes and just watch what he is going to do with it. The thing is, it is time for the church to arise. It is time for messengers to start sharing the good news of the gospel. It is time for Jesus to receive the reward of his suffering. And it is time for the 3.2 billion unreached people around the world to be reached. And meet their creator and know who they are and who they were created to be. It breaks my heart that so many people around the world do not yet know who their creator is, who they were called to be. They don't know the good news, but we can all do something about that. Turn with me to Romans chapter 10, verses 13. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go to tell them without being sent? This is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. I feel like sometimes we forget the power of salvation. This is a life forever being transformed and a life forever being saved from an eternity in hell. We, they are then getting to receive an eternal inheritance with the King of Kings and the, with, with imperfection with their creator in heaven. If you've become numb to this, ask the Lord for his heart for the lost. Ask the Lord for revelation of the gospel message and ask him to allow the gospel message to mark your life. So looking at that passage again in Romans 10. So why us? Because how can they call on him unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? How will someone be told unless someone is sent? This is why it says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. So how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? We are to be sent out. We are to go so that they can hear the news, so that they can believe, so that they can be saved. The word legacy means something being passed on. What is it that you want to be passing on? You know, in the Bible, in the story of Jesus walking on water in Matthew 14, 
Peter boldly stepped out of that boat. The rest of the disciples were too scared and stayed in the boat. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Get out of the boat. Yes, Peter got a little soggy. Yes, Peter got a little bit wet, but he encountered Jesus and he was part of a miracle. The others were just, the other 11 were just watching. There have been so many times where I've been way too scared to get out of the boat, too scared to go and prophesy over someone, too scared to go and pray for someone's healing, too scared to like financially give because I haven't had much or too afraid to travel to far off unknown cultures to tell people about Jesus. And I know that those times where I haven't followed those Holy Spirit promptings, I am kicking myself. I don't want to get to heaven and meet the Lord face to face and tell him that I did not step out of my comfort zone because I was too scared of someone laughing at me or judging me. I want to imagine getting to heaven and seeing all of the sons and daughters there celebrating with Jesus and they were all people that you led to the Lord. What is the legacy that we want to leave? What is the eternal legacy that we want to pass on? If we believe that Jesus could return soon, we have got some work to do. We need to lay down passivity. We need to lay down our fear of man. We need to lay down our comforts. And we need to give God our obedience and our willingness and our gifts and our finances and our yes. Let's replace fear of the Lord. Let's replace fear of man with fear of the Lord and let his compassion for his people be what drives us. I don't want to miss the opportunities that God has given me. He's bigger than my decisions. I know that he can send someone else, but I don't want him to send someone else because I want to be part of Jesus' ministry and I'm hungry to see him move. Are you hungry to see him move? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you hungry to see God move? There are always going to be opportunities. It is not who or when or where. It is how and whether we are willing to go. The disciples started in their neighborhood and then they went further afield. So if your neighbor doesn't know Jesus, start there. Start by sharing his love. If you can't travel further afield, financially sow into those that can and be part of it through your giving. You are not alone. God is with you and God has equipped all of us for every good work. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Jesus lived out this truth on earth. And if we are in Christ, we can have confidence that in our creator that we can do the same thing. God has made all of you, all of us, uniquely equipped for this special ministry of love. You are equipped, you are called, and you have a message. In June, I took a team to Uganda where we spent a week doing a a school of ministry, ministering to pastors and leaders in the area, and then we got on boats. And so on Lake Victoria in Uganda, there are about 10,000 islands with 40 million people living on them that are completely unreached. They're in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of this lake, which is massive. And we, so we got on boats where we had boxes of a thousand Bibles, and we took these Bibles to five different islands to hand people the Bible for the very first time. 
handing the Bibles and just watching the joy that erupted and the celebration that erupted as people received a physical copy of the Bible in their own mother tongue was, um, it was the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. I was weeping just watching them like, oh my goodness, like I've been so hungry for this. Like, thank you. This is the greatest gift you could have given me. I just watching this celebration that absolutely exploded with them jumping up and down and cheering because they had a physical copy of the gospel and a physical copy of God's word in their hands is a sight that I will never forget. There is an urgency for people to know Jesus. They, they are just waiting for us to go and bring the gospel to them. They are hungry and waiting for us to release the truth of who they are, who he is, so that they can forever have an inheritance in eternity with Jesus. I'm taking a team back to April if you, back to Uganda in April if you want to join. But there is an urgency for people to know Jesus. And to put it bluntly, the reality is heaven or hell. They're the two options. And I don't know about you, but these are precious sons and daughters who are created in the image of God and with an eternal inheritance awaiting them. And we need to capture God's heart and his compassion for the lost and let this be the driving force behind our go. Start by telling one person and just watch how the Lord will water those seeds. Start by giving some time, money, resources, and watch how the Lord is going to multiply that. A number of years ago, um, you know the story of feeding the 5,000 where the little boy comes with his like five loaves and two fish? A number of years ago, God gave me a bit of a revelation on that story because, you know, we always focus on the boy and obviously Jesus and the miracle and it's amazing. But then I was like, just thinking back in the story about the mum. It's not like on the pages of the Bible, but I was like, you know, that mum just packing her boy a yummy lunch. And I was thinking about how, like, what the effect of you sowing and blessing one person. She was like, I love my boy. I am going to give him a hearty lunch. And five loaves of bread and two fish is a pretty hearty lunch for a little boy. But she's like, you know, I just want to overflow him with blessings and love. But little did she know that her pouring into the one ended up being part of Jesus's ministry and she fed 5,000 mouths. I want to encourage you that you may feel like you're just pouring into the one, but you don't know the 5,000 mouths that you are going to be feeding because of the seeds that you have sown. We have the sharpest weapon in our hands, the Bible. We have the greatest lifeline in our hearts, the good news, the gospel message. And we have the King of Kings and all of heaven with us, cheering us on and backing us up, excited to see what we are going to be doing for the nations and for the kingdom of God. Don't let what God is doing leave Don't let what God is doing stop in your life when you leave this place. Let it take over your life. Let Live a life that is set apart and lead a life that carries these values. Lastly, Isaiah 6, 8 says, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Before we want, before we move on to the next part of the service, I just want to encourage you. Can you, I just ask you to hold out your hands and I just want to pray for us real quick. Jesus, I pray that you would use each one of us in this room for your glory.
I pray that you would mark each and every one of us with the good news and that you would give us greater revelation of the gospel message. Jesus, I pray that you would give us your heart for your people. I pray that we would be compassion-driven, generous, that nothing would hold us back, that we would go. So Father, I pray for everyone in this room. I just pray that you would start stirring up our hearts today. Father, I pray that you would grieve us for the lost. I pray that you would give us your heart for the lost. I pray for heavenly solutions and blueprints for how we can go out and reach the lost. So Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would just come and fill us with your heart of compassion for the lost. And Father, we just say we are willing, we are want to be obedient, and we give you your you are yes. So if you want to make a commitment, I want to encourage you just to say together as the body of Christ, here am I, send me. In the name of Jesus, amen. So we're going to move on to the next part of our service where we're going to be looking at world missions, our sent ones, local missions. Um, so I'm going to start by sharing a little bit about our world missions. Um, so like Jess said at the beginning, I'm the global director of missions for Catch the Fire and I'm in charge of our world changes, which is our part, part, missions partnership. Um, our missions partnership program and I organize and run multiple mission trips every year and just kind of get people like equipped and excited about missions. So um, if your heart is stirring, um, we're going to play a video in a second, but I just want to encourage you, like if your heart is stirring, but you're like, I don't really know where to start. I want to invite you to come and be part of our global family on missions. If you're like, I want to get on the field. I want to do my part. I want to take Bibles to unreached people in Uganda. Like Watch the video, pray about it, but I just want to encourage you, like, come and be part of our global family on mission. Come and be part of what the Lord is doing in the the nations. So if we have the video ready, we're going to show a video that's going to explain a little bit about what World Changes is. You are so deeply loved that Jesus died on the cross for you. This is the gospel, the good news of hope that the world needs to hear. I heard the Lord asking, who will go? You have a great purpose for your life that God is calling you to step into. Do you have a heart to see the lost saved? To be given opportunities to use your God-given gifts? Do you want to see the 3.2 billion unreached people reached and leave your mark on the world? Then this is for you. World Changes is a partnership program devoted to spreading God's transforming presence through discipleship, church planting, Bible distribution, humanitarian aid, and partnering with our Catch the Fire family around the world. But we need you. Do you feel like God is inviting you into this? Whether you go, sow, or pray, give God your yes and just watch what he does with it. We believe that by coming together as World Changes, we can make a real impact on those who need it most. Together, we can be the change this world needs. So what are you waiting for? The time is now. Answer the call. Join our global family on mission and become a world changer today. Here am I. Send me. There's a little snippet in that video of the people celebrating with their Bibles and 
I just can't ever get through that video without like tearing up. It is so powerful. So if you are interested, um, there are flyers on the back table if you want to like see what trips we have coming up, things that you can get part of. But um, as a global family on mission, let's change the world together. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many opportunities to grow, connect, and be encouraged. To learn more, visit ctfraleigh.com and follow us on social media. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are so thankful for you.